everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. You guys haven't heard from us since October of 2019. That is because November and December were very, very fast, very, very busy months. They were. Um, they were very, very busy. Wow. And it, it has been since October. Holy shit. October. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I was doing pretty good at this. Um, but uh you guys have all heard from Bob and I separately, but haven't heard us in stereo. So now you get Chipman in stereo. <laughs> um, so b- before before we get to whatever it is we're going to talk about today, a little housekeeping. Um, thank you to my $15 or more patrons, Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., Alex Peregrine, Kevin CV, Mike the Gatherer, Tyler Freshcorn, and Mark Price. Also, thank you to my newest patrons, Jesse, Curtis Tunsky, Sarah Montgomery, and Jordan Barnes. And this podcast, as a lot of them are, is brought to you by the Geeks with Shields podcast. Eeks Weech. Yeah, Eeks Weech. Ooh, Eeks Weech. Each week, hosts Axel and Ulrich provide a nerdy escape from the darkest timeline, talking everything from comics to long-forgotten movies and TV shows. If the darkest timeline has you down, check out the Geeks with Shields podcast for all your nerdy needs. Also, like to take this time to thank my patrons for getting me to my three hundred and fifty dollar goal. As of this recording, this evening, someone's going to be winning that sweatshirt that I've had available since about last April. That sweatshirt is signed by the entire current working staff of the last blockbuster on the planet in Bend, Oregon, including the store's owner, Ken Tischer, who has owned it since before it was a blockbuster video back in the 90s. So that is a really cool keepsake. Um, and I'm really, really excited that I finally get to give it away. So thank you all. So, Bob, did you know that today uh-huh. the, Acad- the, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences reminded us that they have now become 14 year olds taking their first politics class? And th- they believe that we live in a society now. They know it. That They we know li- now. Oh, we, we do live in a society <laughs> Yeah, the Academy now knows it, Bob. They let us know because they gave 11 nominations to a movie that reminded me that I live in a society. Bottom text. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, a, a lot has happened in, in since October, but figured that that's a topic we can start with because that'll cover <laughs> that'll cover movies that I had missed that I've seen now yeah. and probably cover what you've been thinking about for the last three months. So the Academy Award nominations came out today, Bob. What's um what are some highs and lows from that for you? Uh, well, I don't I don't have the list in front of me right. At, uh, I, I do. Do you want me to go through it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can, you can go through. I mean, obviously, like, uh, I mean, they they nominated Joker for best uh, actor, which it'll probably get. It's it's whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you've 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 pointed this out, and and I and I've seen, you know, what was it called? Um, it, you were never really here because I've seen the movie. I just can't remember yeah. the friggin' name of it. Yeah. So he's doing the exact same shtick, and he's way better in that. Something that somebody reminded me of. Um, in a thought I was having is I've now seen the Joker twice, or is it just Joker? There's no V in there, right? Um, I've seen it twice. And the worst part of that movie is the, the big scene with Robert De Niro um, at, at the end, his big, like, you know, uh, we live in a society speech. Um, and I think what that really boils down to is that's one of the only scenes where he's on script. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because because it seems like a different character. It seems to betray the work that Phoenix is putting in for the rest of the movie. When the movie has to go, hey, you know all those visual cues and like this really nuanced like guy who's obviously got a lot of problems thing I've been doing? Yeah, this is what the script told you he's supposed to be. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, l- less about the fact that the Joker shows up on this list 11 times and probably only deserves one of those awards. Um, it has so, like, so, you know, it, it, these are the same. It, every time there's a genre movie that is like able to get a. Every time that there's a genre movie that has a really good central performance or is good enough to get nominated for Best Picture, supposedly, it overperforms in the other categories because those categories, it's going to get nominated in any way. Normally, these things get one or the other. You know, either you get all of the other, uh, you know, big awards or you get acting and picture and stuff. You don't get, you know, like both runs through. Right, of course, and and this and this one, uh, you know, does it's it's bizarre. I think that uh, stuff that like this, and uh, so you know, it all it all depends on what people see and what's in their head when they're making the nomination. And Joker was, you know, like what Joker was a movie that was like this is one of the stories this year at, at awards time was Joker. It was they they very successfully turned this into a movie that was simultaneously something that everyone in the Academy had to see and was something that everyone was talking about. You know, this was, if you were involved in award season, you know, this is one of the most successful award campaigns that anyone, because the the entire release of this movie was this movie's Oscar campaign for Joaquin Phoenix. The, like, you know, getting, you know, making sure that it was the opening movie at Venice so that then it could win Venice and everyone could, so that the only thing anyone has been talking about with this movie is whether or not it was valid to win awards. And then it kept winning awards to validate it. Yeah. So that, that's been the whole thing of it. So they, they've very successfully, they, they, they built a machine to win uh, uh, a best supporting actress, which is what uh, I mean. This, this is what Todd Phillips said about the movie, you know, which is like, hey, you know, let's let's make a thing that would uh, you know get a bunch of attention, but you know, let's let's make a thing that will get a bunch of attention by slapping Batman on it. Was literally what he said about making the movie. Yeah, it just it still blows my mind that you know, it doesn't blow my mind. It it's just. It's a bummer that people, for all of the detail and time that people spend um, looking for ways to take down, say, a big budget Star Wars film for not getting its narrative and story completely right, they seem to spend none of that time when it comes down to, you know, someone championing the, like, edgelord, you know, angry movie that they want. When they say, oh, this is going to be the anti-superhero movie and it's going to be a one-off, and then there's some... they all of a sudden don't recognize that that guy was betraying you. He was basically trumping you the whole time to basically yeah. go, yeah, we said all that, but you know what? The movie made a billion dollars, so of course Batman's in there, and of course we're going to make a sequel. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, it, yeah. and again, does any of that matter? No. What matters is you should go to a movie and enjoy the movie or not enjoy it for what it is. And I, I just, I'm, I'm so exhausted by this movie and, and you know, of course it was going to be nominated for a lot of these awards. I just, 
like makeup. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, obviously the score, the score was very good. So that's fine. Like if it got a cinematography award outside of the fact that it's just aping taxi driver for all its visual cues, fine. Um, but I guess we can go through some of the other things. So, so like supporting actress, I've seen all of these, um, except for Kathy Bates and Margot Robbie and Richard Jewell and bombshell. I really don't have any interest in seeing, but they're both great actresses, but the rest of that list seems fine to me. Um, Scarlett Johansson, who's normally very good, was unbelievably good in Jojo Rabbit. I I finally saw that. Um, I'm surprised that isn't on here more. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm glad that it's on there where it is. I'm very surprised that Taika Waititi's not in there for uh, director. I think, uh, you know, I think with that one, you know, the, I I can only imagine that uh, when coming out of that one, I you know I, I really liked it and I was shocked at how many I thought you know like, like oh wow this is you know really funny and also it's nowhere near as you know to me I thought oh wow this is nowhere near as like super dark or edgy as like I would have thought it would have been and right. I'm really surprised to read how many reviews thought that it was dark and edgy like wow this is this is way over the line you can't just make those guys. i'm like wow that there really are still this you know even doing it to make the point that it's not that that it's, it's still the third rail that you can't even that they're like even like now 40 years after the producers it's still the third rail for some people that you just can't tell a joke about you, you can't do a Hitler joke. Well, and that that's what I loved about about this movie is that, you know, it it's like a Mel Brooks movie. And it, it makes me feel like watching a Mel Brooks movie just because it's tackling something that, yeah, is still a bit edgy um, and is still a bit, you know, going close to crossing a line. But it tackled it in such a charming way that that I don't think Mel Brooks, you know, would not, I don't think you've given the movie as much of a, um, a soft edge to it. And, and that's no, no, um, no, uh, slice at Taika Waititi. I think approaching it like a kid's coming of age movie, yeah. but not being afraid to have the movie have a bite to it and have a real, the, the scene of the two kids kind of coming to the realization that, hey, this isn't a good idea to believe this way while their city is being fucking leveled and all of the soldiers, including the children, are being lined up to be shot is an incredibly powerful piece of cinema being done through the lens of like a Goonies movie. And I, I loved everything about that. And I can see it kind of walking a tightrope that maybe some people just can't handle the serious and silliness of it all. But I mean, it's not even, I think as ridiculous on crossing lines as maybe like a film, like life is beautiful got to, you know, yeah. like that. And they're, they're kind of in the same genre. And that one was a darling. I mean, is it really just that Taika played Hitler. Is that really what set people off so bad? Because his depiction of Hitler was entirely fanciful and entirely a farce. And yeah, I, I, you know, I do. I think that it's well. And remember, you know, remember, a lot of people did not think that uh, when when Life Is Beautiful came out, that was still controversial. That he was doing 
you know, like that there were jokes in a movie about the Holocaust. Yeah, true. This is the, the this this is rail three for some people. I, I was just amazed. I, I'm amazed it's not on here more because again, the 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 um, things it's in here for are great, but I can't believe Tyke's not in here for director. And I would have really loved to have seen that little boy um yeah. on yeah. this list. I mean, he, he won the Critics Choice Award, right? And and that that would have been really cool to see. But but Johansson rocks in this, and you know, the entire cast of little women showing up on here. <laughs> Is obviously a testament to how fucking great that movie was. Yeah, no, I mean, like little little women. Like the main shocker on that one is that they didn't. It's it's one of those things where, you know, if you want a picture of you know everything that's like you know good predictable and bad predictable at the Oscars is that like Little Women feels like almost manufactured to win Oscars, but for the fact that a that that a woman directed it, right. So, so, like, uh, you know, the, the movie's like, yeah, so obviously this is the Best Picture nomination. And, of course, uh, you know, the the main and secondary actress will get, you know, nominated and the film will be nominated and the score and the costumes and, like, right down the line. Who directed this movie? <laughs> Fuck, we don't know. Isn't it? it it's it such it? poetic justice that little women, yeah. especially little women presented, because... All, all they did was make the story of Little Women and just kind of highlight a bit, a few of the story beats that in other adaptations were kind of undermined and pushed down. Isn't yeah, it funny yeah. that it gets the writing nomination and the yeah. person who wrote the adaptation also directed it? But no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, sorry, that's not a dude's name. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It, dire- it must have directed itself. It must have. It must have directed itself. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really it, it's really quite a thing. And you know, and uh, like, uh, I mean, I guess if you want to put money on, uh, you know, for people, oh, what's what's going to win Best Picture? And you know, if you're going to like, you know, bet money on it, uh, I would. Oh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the Best I, Picture list. I would probably not bet money on on Little Women for that, only because I can't imagine. Uh, the Academy letting letting it win Best Picture and having someone actually have to get up and uh, you know speak about this movie winning when they look at the fact that they also nominated Greta Gerwig's partner Noah Baumbach for Best Picture and Director the same year. Yeah. Which, by the way, Marriage Story also a good movie. Wait a minute, they didn't direct Baumbach for Director. Yeah, yeah he's in there. Isn't he? No, it's it's the Irishman, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Oh, oh, my mistake. I'm reading the wrong list. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, it's okay because I thought the same thing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, 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 how do you think? So, getting the best picture, man. Yeah. Out, leaving leaving out um, Green Book. I mean, Joker. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> Which I, I'm I'm terrified that things are going to go that route. Unfortunately, no, with that movie, winning best picture. What did you say? Joker's not winning best picture. It better not, because I'll 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 burn something down. But but anyway, um, no, it's a hell of a list. Like I'm really happy that Ford v Ferrari is on there. Yeah, no, the no, no, the the best picture that that that's the weird thing. This is an amazing best picture. I mean, other than the you know, if not for the the typical you know Academy complaint against it which you can point out which is this is a you know it sucks that they didn't nominate Greta Gerwig but great that Little Women is on there you know female led female director yes wow 
awesome. Great that it's there. Uh, you know, amazing list. Like, there's, it's a great list of eight movies where not only are none of those eight movies, be- like, not good, not one of them, in my opinion, was not great. Like, that is, like, whole, like, this isn't, like, uh, 1999 where like 1999 was like one of the greatest movie years ever and then the uh like the the nominees list that year was like okay yeah these ones were all right but like yeah being john malkovich not nominated that year fight club not nominated that year three kings not nominated that year but uh, yeah. like like, like 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 i mean you know like once upon a time in hollywood nominated this year uh all, like such such a fucking great list and then right in the middle of it Joker. Yeah, is is subreddit the movie? Joker does yeah. not fucking belong there. And it's going to be so embarrassing. Like in 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 two years, when even people who no, well, I mean, no, film school lasts four years. So when in four years, when like the current crop of people who are who think joker is like a good movie have either graduated college or high school you know and have had like you know like a little bit of time to think on it have have uh, have like moved on from it it's going to be like if they nominated boondock saints for an oscar yeah you know and it, again, it really is it, it's it's fine that this movie has its fans but but like you said it's, no, it's not you know, it's fine because no, there's some not. people that just genuinely like it, whatever. But my God, like this is the whole reason. This is the whole reason why the Academy is afraid of superhero films and sci-fi films and fantasy films and comedies being on their list is you get Joker. You get a movie that's trying its best to pretend that it's one thing when it's really another and not really being great at either that weasels its way in there and plays them all like a fucking fiddle. And I just, I find it offensive. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's offensive. It's like somebody's like cool, you know, friend who takes their first politics class and writes, you know, or, or their first film class and writes a really edgy paper at like 15 years old. And then that paper went and directed its own movie. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> very. But, but no, you're right. There, there, what, what's there the, are. Yeah. Go ahead. What's the family getting when uh, when <laughs> they got it's? No, no. You know what this is? This 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 is like. Uh, uh, this this is the this is the this is Donald Kaufman getting option before his brother. The three. Yeah, it's called the three. The three. Mom said she really liked it until the third act Denimont. Oh no. Deno- De- oh, Denouement. Oh, oh no. You're right, Bob. Uh, <laughs> our, 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 uh, he predicted it. Can you So So Joker is adi- is adaptation's fault. <laughs> what was that? Can you believe he named his protagonist Joe Everyman? <laughs> I still can't believe that the Joker is Arthur Fleck. Um, but, but that's either here or there. So then you get to directing. And, and right, there's there's a name on this list that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, even when The Hangover was nominated for the Golden Globe. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I do, you know, Todd Phillips, he's a director. And he's made some funny movies. And he's made some really crappy movies. He's... 
he's a working man comedy director. It's just it's what the guy is. He has no right being on this list. Yeah. And and it's a bummer because like Sam Mendes is, you know, putting in the like the work of a career going, hey, you know, I made I know I made a couple James Bond movies and one of them was great and one of them kind of sucked. But yeah. look what I can do. And Quentin Tarantino is going, hey, look, I'm being me and I'm like making one of the best movies of my career and parasite is just you know wow and and you even get martin scorsese on this list who everyone was like well at least martin scorsese was backing todd phillips until scorsese came out when i dropped that fucking project like a bad cold what are you talking about and why isn't greta gervig on this list or hell you know the movie might not be a best picture level movie but um, what, what the name of the the awesome lady um, who made a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood? Yeah. What a ballsy, strange, out of left field way of making a Mister Rogers movie that deserves to be that deserves more than just the great performance Tom Hanks gave. The, you know, the, the farewell was very good. Should be on. Yeah. The you know, all these things could be your hell. You know what? If you're gonna do a directing Oscar and you're gonna stunt. If you're gonna do a stunt um, nomination, put the fucking Russo brothers on there. Right, look, oh, of course, not, you know, because because everyone will, no matter what, people will like jump in to like things like this and say, you know, are you gonna go with like token nominations and say that we should leave off like you know a great a d- director who was uh, a white guy for uh, a woman or a black yes. girl? Yes, I am gonna say that, especially when it's Todd Phillips. Well, and and for, and. To sit, yeah, right. To, to go through the, and look the the rundown of the Oscar movies this year that are great that are that are like great movies that are like also directed by like white guys. Yeah, are like is a stacked list of very good movies. You know that have very like uh, you know otherwise conventional uh, makers behind them. Let's say for Academy winners, you could. But, like, one of them is also Joker, you know? And, I mean, look at what other... I mean, like I said, you could put the Russo brothers on there, for example. You could put the Safdie brothers on there, who made my... I mean, my top five best movies of this fucking year in Uncut Gems, and it is nowhere to be found. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, the the wildest thing is that the... uh, How... Like inevitable but irritating it is that like joke that like joker like made it in as as well as it did and like the the this this the the fact that everyone in like my end of the business has sort of you know been like preparing themselves for the uh you know everyone doing this stupid victory victory dance of like yeah hey uh you know the you know joker this this underdog underappreciated movie it's like what do you mean underdog underappreciated movie it's a movie starring an a-list actor from a director who's had a bunch of hits about the most popular you know villain character of all time you know being released by a giant studio and you're acting like this was like a huge no shut up no it's not it's this is like it's an interesting you know, sort of experimental idea to do like a bad guy movie, but nothing about this is like daring or unusual. Shut the fuck up. But uh, like, you know, everyone preparing for this, the biggest travesty of this whole year for this, in my opinion, is nothing for Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems, who actually did 
throw his like whole persona. He didn't have to do this. No, he didn't. He had. There's nothing in Adam Sandler's repertoire that says Adam Sandler's shtick is doing bad. Please do this. Like he, you know, this is not the. Hey, you're aging. You know, you're you're you know, you haven't had a hit in a while. You're not making money. Go do this movie. He did this because I, I don't even know why he did this. He was just fucking great in it. Yeah. Everybody in this movie was great. I mean, freaking Kevin Garnett. Right? It was Kevin Garnett, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, doesn't pl- like no, even the people who play themselves in this movie don't necessarily play versions of themselves to make them look good. Like, this is a weird ass fucking movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just can't believe. I, I 100% expected that Sandler would be on this actor nom. And I 100% expected that the movie would be nominated, or at least the Safdie brothers would have a director nom. And yeah. I, I, I can't believe it because it was that good. It is. And I, well, I think that, I mean, the, the Oscar campaign for Uncut Gems was not, I mean, they, they didn't really campaign other than for Adam Sandler for that one. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, this was, unfortunately, I get the sense that a lot of the, like, best actor campaigning this year didn't bother with itself because everyone just kind of said, look, they're, they're just going to hand it to Joaquin Phoenix because every, because this was, as soon as it started winning, like, early festival stuff, it was like, okay, yep, they've decided that this is, like, a big deal this year. That, that, that it's going to be for this performance, that this is, you know, they, they successfully made it about, you know, like mental health stuff. It's really not about that. Well, that's you know, sweet. As someone who's, who um, both himself and knows plenty of people who struggle with mental health issues and has a daughter who is special needs. Yeah. I, this movie, I didn't, I, and again, I have people coming to me, oh, you must have loved it because of this, because it's such a, it carries such a torch for mental health, and I go, I can write a screenplay and put a line about mental health in there, too. You know? Yeah, and, and, I, yeah. and, and I get it. The line it has about it is very powerful, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the goddamn movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, the, the connection that this movie has to, to, like, you know, mental health stuff is that it's tied in to this, like, very current uh, political bullshit about how, uh, you know, mental health and not being, and, and having difficulty affording, like, your medication and stuff is uh, a valid excuse for being a shithead. Like, that's basically it. Like, this is, like, the, the premise of, jo- like, like the, the premise of Joker is not, like Joker is not about any of like the serious uh, mental. Uh, it, it's not about any of the actual issues that it brings up. It's a movie about sort of giving, uh, you know, like the the comic book blockbuster veneer of credence to if you're a rage case about. Uh, how you about uh, how the world hasn't uh, given you something you think you deserved, you know that's a meaningful issue, and you're not just a shithead, you know. And uh, right, and it's and you know I, you know you keep and what's bizarre is that like they they very liberally to make this movie borrow from 
uh, the the Killing Joke, which now to be even Alan Moore uh, thinks that he sort of like you know whiffed it on on what Killing Joke was supposed to be about, that it doesn't really have that much to say. Uh, and uh, I think he he gives himself maybe not enough credit on that one because, granted, Killing Joke is a little on the mean side, and you know the 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 fact that they kept all the stuff with Batgirl kind of in canon for too long, and you know it's just yeah. you know sort of sort of ugly. But uh, you know uh, the eventual place that Killing Joke winds up at, like the 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 actual twist to that, which everyone glosses over because it has the Joker origin business, is that the Joker's whole plan of driving uh, Commissioner Gordon insane is not working and fails, and that the Joker's wrong in Killing Joke. Yeah, like his whole his whole gag in Killing Joke is that I'm going through all of this this mad horrible stuff to prove that anyone, even Commissioner Gordon, you know, the, the paragon of virtue in Gotham City can be driven mad to become just like me, you know, by having, you know, a succession of shitty things happen in his day. And uh, the idea supposedly being to prove that, uh, oh, that this, that, uh, you know, see, I'm, it's not my fault that I'm the Joker. This can happen. This can happen to anyone. And the the whole like ending rundown to that is Batman beating the shit out of the Joker you know, and pointing out to him, by the way, you know, this doesn't work. You know, it's not actually your, it's, it's, it is your fault that you're the Joker. You, you are just a shitty person. You know, whatever happened to you did not turn you into this. You are actually broken somewhere in there. And this is your fault. You are responsible for your own actions in some way. You know, your little story, you know, your stupid anecdote in the middle about how World War II was actually caused by Germany you know, getting charged too much for its telegraph poles and all of this. This is all just dumb, edgy, sh edgy shit. And the the Joker movie doesn't have that point. Like it's it's the Joker movie is taking the only the first half of that whole gag at face value. You know yeah. that uh, that you know yeah this this totally could this all could have been avoided if this guy had just uh, you know taken his meds. You know, if this guy had been allowed to keep his meds and if people had just been nicer to him. Yeah. You know, and it's just, no, no fuck off. You know, this, this is, this it's, is it's funny. It's funny that, yeah. that the later Saw films do a better job of giving you a sympathetic villain yeah. based on healthcare issues <laughs> than this movie did. Yeah. The later Saw films, the movies that are about a man who mercilessly <laughs> puts people in traps that kill them made you made a better case for a sympathetic, you know, hero villain than, than this movie did. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so get, getting the converse now that we're getting into categories that the Joker isn't, um, um, uh, getting its poison all over, yeah. um, leading actress, what a goddamn shame Lupita Nyong'o isn't on this list because it's a great group of women. Yeah. You know, I, uh, we watched Judy just the other day. And Judy, again, it, it's one of those movies that it's a sum of its parts thing. It's not an incredible movie. It, it's, you know, like a lot of other biopics of ailing um, actresses go. But holy shit, was that a performance. Right? Yeah. Unfucking believable. Um, Cynthia Erivo in Harriet, again, 
kind of kind of a cookie cutter version of doing a story like that, but a great story nonetheless, yeah. and an amazing fucking performance. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlett Johansson against Schwarzer Ronan. Um, Charlize Theron, I guess, is great in Bombshell, but the movie isn't. I no, haven't seen. It. Not great. Yeah, so maybe that's where Nyong'o should be. I mean, you you said at the beginning of the year, and so did I, that. You know, anyone that does one performance as good as she did is good yeah. enough to win. But she's doing double duty. Like, you know. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to get nominated for a horror performance. It's even harder to get nominated for one that's in such a strange movie. Oh, God, yeah. I, I can see them having, like, Get Out at least had the caliber of being, this is about stuff that's clear what it's about. So we can get behind it. Us, they kind of go, oh, what is this movie trying to tell me? <laughs> Another film that's about a society, Bob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just go, yeah, um, us, yeah, us, us, us makes well. The thing is, us is harder to figure out than Joker. But once you like click in as to what it's as to where it is, it it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. So then we get into something really interesting with screenplay, which yeah. um, original screenplay, um, the only showing for Knives Out on this um, nominations list. I don't know why, but it's it's the only showing. Again, it's an, it's an award it deserves, I guess, but but still, I mean, this list, Marriage Story, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. There's really nothing wrong with that list. Um, then adapted. If Little Women doesn't win this or Jojo Rabbit, there's problems because mm. those are both fucking fantastic, and I'd be fine with either winning it. I really hope they don't give it to Joker. Um, and you know what? I, I like we're not talking about the Irishman at all, but the Irishman was fantastic, too. It's just as funny as it is since the, you know, the end games and movies like this are just not on here. The yeah. Irishman kind of takes the this is the big obvious one. That's yeah, just this is the big obvious one. Yeah. <laughs> um, original song. Sure. The only showing for Frozen 2 on this list. Um, all, all of these are fine. Um, I actually really liked Frozen 2. Yes, I don't know. I don't know where all the hate comes from. Animated feature film. Bob, another year where we have stop motion animation on this goddamn list. Yay! Stop motion animation. And outside of Toy Story 4, I mean, outside of Toy Story 4, the only other big one is How to Train Your Dragon. And that was great. Mm. You know? Um, I'm I'm actually really surprised that they didn't put the Lion King on this list like the Golden Globes did. Now, is that because there is one real shot in it? Does it fall into the Lego movie problem with the Academy Awards? I don't know. I, I, I don't know that because it could it could be that they just didn't think the Lion King was that good because it was a, a remake. I don't know. Which is fine. I, I mean, I guess that's why it has a visual effects nomination. Possibly. But I asked this question earlier, Bob. Does that make sense? I have no like, idea. No, no, it, this this kind of falls into the, the Andy Circus category, right? Yeah. Of, yeah. you know, when is a performance no longer a performance? When is it? But, I mean, to me, seeing the... Now, I know Disney's initial push was calling this the live-action remake of The Lion King, which they went for photorealism, so, so okay, fine. Um, but now they're pushing, you know, with the, with the Golden Globes, it got a, you know, animated film nomination, but... For it to be nominated for visual effects, I mean, do I think it has the most wonderfully done visual effects of the year? I mean, it did its job. It looks photorealistic. I'm amazed by it. But all it's really doing is being used to tell the story of The Lion King. It kind of reminds me of how um, 
the Final Fantasy film was, which the Final Fantasy film was fine. It's a pretty, you know, bargain basement sci-fi story. But they spent all this money and time making this film with these, um, like, state-of-the-art special effects. To what avail? You're just kind of telling a boring story. I mean, yeah, it's what James Cameron kind of did with Avatar, but the visuals were so striking that it kind of took us. But, you know, I guess The Lion King, someone reminded me that Kubo and the Two Strings got a visual effects nom, which... I just don't know if the whole movie is the visual effect you're nominating for, if it getting a nomination makes sense. Yeah, I, I can't say. I mean, sometimes that's technology. Like, it's visual effects and technology. Yeah. So, you know, it the, these are the technical categories are voted on by people, and I'll defer to them. So, if, yeah. if, it's, if it's the fact of the cameras. So, I'm just interested. Because yeah. it, it, it's it's very strange. That, uh, that, that's something that uh, that will be hashed out as it goes. Because these things they don't post like the justifications for these things right away. Now, now here's another fun one. You've got cinematography. The only showing for Lighthouse, which again was another one of my top five favorite fucking movies I saw this year. Yeah, it's great. Oh no, the Lighthouse is better than great. The Lighthouse How's is Willem Dafoe not nominated. What? How's Willem Dafoe not nominated this year? Willem Dafoe, I've never seen Willem Dafoe <laughs> seem so big and small at the same time in a role. You know, yeah. he's usually like, I chew the scene and I'm just huge. And he did this like kind of like cowering impish thing with this character. You didn't like my lobster? <laughs> just kind of like, what is going on here? <laughs> I mean, I think they should both be on here. I, I know Robert Pattinson is actually a good actor, despite what Twilight wants to tell me. He was. 100% on his A-game here and Defoe was in the stratosphere. You know, this is like if they took Jeremy Irons on the Watchmen show and let him play two roles and stuck them in a room together. Yeah. Like, this is just insane. But, one, The Lighthouse deserves this cinematography um, award nomination. But it's going to be interesting with this one in 1917 because The Lighthouse is such a subtle thing where they, you know, they use a particular type of camera work to tell their story but it kind of is a character in and of itself. But 1917 was just such a technical cinematography achievement and one that's been done before for sure. But holy shit. Like, mm. do you think those are the two to beat or do you think they're just going to be stupid and give it to the Joker? Uh, I Being that it's voted on by cinematographers, I have to assume that uh, there will be a big big push for the lighthouse because so much went into the cinematography of that you know they didn't just use no it looked like a goddamn silent film it well, looked like yeah. the sets were designed to be filmed the way they filmed them well and also like, they, they used old film stock they used yeah. uh you know really old cameras they they had to like use super super hot like uh lighting rigs to make the lights look like that to, to make them actually show up on the film like it was like they used a really specific process of shooting to make it look like it did like it wasn't done digitally afterwards like they they did all all or most of those like effects tricks to make it look like it did in camera to get that actual look so That's amazing i have i have to assume that uh that or 17 are the ones to beat for cinematography. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Now, 
I can't imagine that it would go to one of the uh, ones other than those because they, you know it's cinematographers voting on it. Right, and then you know editing is fine. That that category is fine. Probably going to go to something like Ford v Ferrari, I'd say, or or The Irishman. Um, although one would argue The Irishman's so long, we're going to bust its balls. Well, Thelma Shoemaker is a legend. Uh, Nineteen Seventeen has a lot of. Uh, but it's not on there. It's not on there, right? Uh, oh, that's that. That's what surprised me. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got Parasite, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, and Ford v Ferrari. Yeah. I, I think Forrest Ferrari on that one is probably uh, there. Uh, Irishman, it could well be because Thelma Shoemaker is is amazing. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But and then and then we have another year where a foreign film is nominated for both best picture and um, foreign or international feature, as they which they is put the, it now. the new title. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, you know, it's interesting. Has there been a year? I can't remember. Was there a year when the foreign film took it? No. No, the closest we got to it was Shape of Water, and that's just because Del Toro made what seemed like one of his foreign yeah. films, but in the United States. Okay, so, so I mean, not that I think Parasite has has a chance with that list that they have there, but I, God I, damn, I, was I, that a good movie? I would prefer Parasite to get it, but I don't think it it gets in. I don't I don't think it gets it, but. Uh... You know, and, and a lot of the other awards kind of go as you expect. Production design is, of course all the ones you expect with, with no Joker. Surprise, surprise. Um, what was another good one? Supporting actor. So you had tweeted about this. It's amazing that they're splitting the Irishman vote here. Yeah, that seems, that, that, that seems, I, I understand how it happens, but I hope that it still goes to Joe Pesci anyway, because like, when are we going to see Joe Pesci again? Oh, and wasn't he so fucking good? He was good. And this is in a category where if I didn't see his name on here, I'd want it to go to Tom Hanks all day because for, for a couple of yeah. reasons, there's a scene in a beautiful day in the neighborhood where Tom Hanks looks through the screen Yeah, when he's talking to that character. And I felt uncomfortable and touched sitting at home. Yeah. I yeah. can't imagine what it must've been like in a theater. Like, cause I, I sat there. That wasn't Tom Hanks is Mr. Rogers talking to me. That was Mr. Rogers yeah. telling me to calm down and breathe and think about everybody who has made me who I am today. And I just went and intercutting that with pictures of his son and wife and production people from the real show in the yeah. diner. And I'm like, this movie, that movie was a fucking trip. That was like, uh, if you had given, um, uh, what's his head, Michelle Gondry, like a Mr. Rogers movie to make. It's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make sets that look like the Mr. Rogers model sets. Why? Don't worry. It'll work. And, and, and it worked, <laughs> but it was a very strange movie. Um, yeah. And score scores, another stacked category. I mean, the, the geek in me always wants to see John Williams win this award, especially when we don't know how many more of his scores we're going to get. Um, and the Rise of Skywalker had a great score. I mean, it was it was a Star Wars score, right? Um, you know, and then the rest of them, Ford versus Ferrari is mixed in with all the technical awards. It's cool to see Ad Astra in there for something. Mm. Um, costume design. That's a that's a category that could really go any way as long as it doesn't go to Joker because, you know, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so there's, so there's the Academy Awards. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm not too angry about much other than the inevitable knowledge that, you know, the Joker was going to take a certain amount of awards. 
what do you think the what do you think it's winning? Do you think they're just going to give it to Phoenix and snub it on everything else? I think it goes to uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It might go to uh, it might get score. The score was pretty good, and I don't. It has been either never or a while since a uh, since a, a, a woman took uh, best score, and that was a very interesting uh, way to score the movie. Oh, the uh, score was awesome. It's, they, again, it's a they, score they, and acting and pretending that your taxi driver is really faking people into thinking that this movie had substance. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were doing a lot of extra work. I mean, when you read that Phoenix would walk in and just say, I'm not reading those lines of dialogue, I'm just going to do this dance instead. You know, yeah, that's that's what we got on screen. Um, so that is not the person directing this movie, making it what it is. Um, so so as, as a transition into a couple other things I wanted to talk about quick, um, you know, this used to happen on our show a lot. And, you know, uh, luckily, you know, people had been healthy, but we had two that come to mind big losses um one you know to go into that mr rogers category we lost carol spinney yeah um in the month since our last recording um and you know that for those that don't know that's big bird oscar the grouch and you know y- you name however many other things um and you know we we actually know someone who's related to him and that's that's in- incredibly sad i mean big bird dying is you know to 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 some it just brings back my memories of Jim Henson passing when I was only like three or four years old. And I, I don't know why that hit me so hard. I was too young for that to hit me so hard, but I mean, you think of that, does that mean Kermit the frog died? You know, that's, that's what you think when you you think of that. And, you know, that's just awful. Um, Long, beautiful life though, for that guy, but still, and Neil Peart, the drummer of rush. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and he was young. He had brain cancer. Um, he was in his 60s. So that's, those are two, you know, I would just like to say rest in peace. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do it, you know, at the Academy Awards and things. But to, to move that into, unfortunately, still less happy things. I have not yet seen Dr. Sleep. I know that you loved Dr. Sleep, Bob. Yeah. Did you read the book? Uh, when, it, when, it, when it came out, yeah, ages, ages ago. I just finished the book and I am knowing what they did with the third act of the movie, not knowing specifics, but knowing the, of course, you know, with the shining ending with the overlook being blown up and the film of the shining, not having that, knowing that you're left with an existing overlook to work out with the rest of the demons. This story has to work out and knowing that it's got Mike Flanagan at the helm. Oh my God. I cannot wait to see this fucking movie. That book shook me. Yeah. It was pretty dark. It it was such a well done book and I can't wait to see, you know, Everything I know of Mike Flanagan's approach to Stephen King is he always, I I hate to use the word elevate when it comes to horror, but it's as well as the books read Flanagan's films visually show. And you can't always just film the same thing that's written in the book, but you can get the same tone and the same theme. And I just can't wait for it. And and I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's something worth waiting for. I'm pissed I missed it in the theater. No, it's okay. Everybody else did too. Yeah, apparently, apparently, you know, um, it's a good thing he keeps making that Hill House show. Yeah, well, you know, it's you know, in in a year worth of of very bad decisions made by movie studios. I would say that uh, Marvel, uh, Marvel, Warner Brothers, making a, a 
a, probably like their most disastrous uh, like movie promotion decision was that they went all in on uh, promoting it to instead of promoting uh, uh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, yeah, to, as as like their big uh, horror movie for uh, October, and uh, they really should have gone the other way on that one because it too was not good, and this was. Uh, very good. Yeah, it's a bummer. This was on like everybody's top ten list, and no one saw it. it, it, it it's such a bummer because I just hearing your review of it gave me the chills. You know, from both a creepy standpoint and what the movie personally has going on for it with you and I. So, and that that came out in full force just when I was reading the book, and um, I I can't wait. I cannot wait to see it, even though I'm sure it won't be a pleasant experience. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Also, reading the book and then seeing snippets of the girl they chose to play Abra, they cast her perfect. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't freaking wait. Um, So moving on, have we talked about Dolomite on this show yet? Had it been out when you and I recorded our last one? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So think- we probably talked. I-, I wanted to reiterate, if I hadn't, that Dolomite is my name was amazing. And where the fuck is Eddie Murphy? I'm sitting here talking about Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Where the fuck is Eddie Murphy on this list? Yeah, it is. It, it, it I mean, Netflix had a really good showing this year, but, you know, you can't get nominated for everything, I guess. I guess, but I mean, I, I fear to use the word, um, like, courageous. When it comes to something, especially when you're doing, you know, like like um, uh, vulgar comedy and all this stuff. But to have that big of a, hey, guys, I'm so fucking good at this moment and have it be that movie, like that story. Also to have fucking Wesley Snipes showing up to do the same goddamn thing to kind of be like, hey, you guys remember me? I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, and then to see Eddie Murphy on SNL do some of the best work Saturday Night Live has had in years, especially with envelope-pushing type jokes. Um, I can't wait to see. I, I hope I hope he's got a, a one-two punch with, with what he's doing because I, I hope his stand-up special is great and we don't get kind of more of the old guy yells at cloud type stuff like we got with Dave Chappelle and others, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who, again, is also a brilliant comedian. I just, you know, it's finding your footing, right? you, you got to find what works. I hope Betty Murphy's is more like Sandler's special, you know, where, where I just went, holy shit, like, why is this making me sad and, and like, melancholy and wow? Um, and, yeah, the, the fact both of those guys were snubbed, doing, mm. like, career best work. Amy Murphy doing more of what you expect him to be able to do just 30 years later and Sandler showing a dramatic edge that I didn't know he had. I mean, my, my favorite thing to always tell people about Adam Sandler is that when he's his best is when he's playing someone that's like him and at least in his comedies. And when he's at his worst, it's when he's playing a character, you know, as much as I love the movie, little Nicky, little Nicky is a shit character. Um, as much as the water boy made me laugh at the time, the water boy is a terrible character. Um, but you know, punch drunk love, he's playing something more accustomed to just how he carries himself and also a drama rain over me is just on a different level. And, and so is this, he's playing a guy that, you know, Sandler knows a guy just like that, but instead of it being a caricature, it's a fully realized person that embodies a two hour space. And I, 
I just don't know why the Academy is not recognizing those things, but instead recognizing Joaquin Phoenix kind of being all right as a version of the Joker we didn't need. <sighs> yeah. Um, so then, you know, uh, I didn't want to avert too much time to this because, you know, everybody and their mother is talking about it, but I just wanted to spend a tiny moment of time since this podcast will air soon after we record it and the movie just came out that I'd like to go on record saying that I thought the rise of Skywalker was fine. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a very entertaining, um, star Wars movie, right? Yes. I, I don't, I don't think it, it, it hates any other directors that may have made star Wars movies before it. I, I don't think it is, is angry at, you know, people that were angry at the last one. I think Disney may have taken a few too many cues from trying to please some of those people, but I, I think the movie's fine. Yeah. It entertained no, I, I, me. Yeah. That was fine. It's not like, it's not the best star Wars movie. Uh, it's not, I, I don't love everything about it. I don't, I don't think that it's like, uh, like the, if they if they were going for which I don't I think that it sort of like became in uh, in the in the midway through they started set they started talking about like you know the Skywalker saga and you know this is the end of the like they were sort of like acting like they they wanted the uh, the juice that Avengers Endgame had where it's like hey this is the end of an era this is the you know that like that they were gonna so it's like realistically they're not gonna it was like hey wow this is they they wanted people to like go into this with you know wow this is the last star wars thing for a couple of minutes before i go home and watch the next episode of the mandalorian <laughs> you know right right it, it, and it's like okay fine like it, it didn't really you know if, if what they were going for was wow this is the end of all the star wars stuff no it didn't really feel like that and we know it's not because this is like Star Wars is now like part of the 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 Disney unending apparatus of stuff, but uh, and Star Wars has never like Star Wars isn't an adaptation of something else. It's an original thing unto itself that right. has always from the beginning, whether George Lucas intended this or not, it was it's always been sort of like the. The, the galactic lore of Star Wars is essentially a game of telephone played by filmmakers who give varying levels of a shit. Yes. So, you, you know, like the, the idea that we're, that like, you know, this is the end of those guys. No, it's not. You know, we're going to have more of these. They will, uh, John Boyega seems to be fucking done uh, oh, I love I love the level at which John Boyega seems to be done. I'm so proud of him. Just walk yeah. out and go, you know what? Fuck all of y'all. Yeah. And <laughs> they will they will dump money on a few other people, and they'll get them back for other things. They'll do other spinoffs. They'll get other. There, there will be another trilogy. There will be more stuff. You know. Well, so, here, like, here's my 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 thing going into it was I got to say even I was a little caught up in in that hype. And I got to say, the movie did a really good job, if you just take the movie at face value, of curbing that expectation. It instead just became a fun romp of a movie. Yeah. It, remind, it reminded me of a Pirates of the Caribbean film. And I'm not talking 
the bad ones. I'm talking, you reminded me of a Gore Verbinski Pirates of the Caribbean film where it's like, we're going to give you a whole lot and make sure this stays fun so you don't realize that, yeah, that was real blood and yeah, that hit kind of hard and yeah, that was kind of dark. But don't worry, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. And the character interactions are going to be great. And look, there's C-3PO and he's better than he's ever been. And look, here's all this other stuff. And look, J.J. Abrams is throwing freaking animatrons and puppets at the screen and yada, yeah. yada, yada. And it did a really good job of just reminding me why I love Star Wars. Whereas like The Last Jedi questions what I think about Star Wars and, and makes me want to think more of it. This movie can seem underwhelming because it's kind of just going, hey, get on the Star Wars train. Let's have fun, you know, for a little while. And that coming at the end of a saga, right, doesn't have as much weight as it probably should have. But it set up my expectation for when it gets to its moment that should have been an Avengers Endgame moment had they gone that route. The movie decides to be smaller and be about a couple of characters. Yeah. And I really gave it credit for that. Is it clunky and imperfect? Yeah. But having Ray and, and you know, and, and spoiler alert, Ray and Palpatine kind of give the I'm all the Sith and I'm all the Jedi and have that just be, yeah, I have the power of all of them in me and not have the camera pull out and seeing every single fucking Sith standing behind him and seeing every single fucking Jedi standing behind her. If they could have instead, how to do that, they would have. What? If they could have figured out how to do that, they would have. No, I have I have a feeling maybe someone thought they were going to do that. But instead, they did that with the ships. The shot with all the ships showing up is is yeah. very cool. Is. We don't we don't have as many characters from these three movies that we've lived with that would mean anything to a current audience. You yeah. don't have that the child who's now 16 that's seeing Avengers Endgame has seen every single one of these characters on screen go through an emotional arc. So it would be less, it would have less of an impact if they did it that way, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. And, and I was kind of happy with what I got instead in, in the context of how it was delivered. Did I want to see a movie that was all about, you know, young, young people that just realized they're force sensitive, picking up the mantle and learning to be Jedi? Yeah, I definitely wanted to see that movie. I hope they give us that TV show. I hope fucking Ryan Johnson directs it. That's what I hope. Mm. But I don't know. I, I just I found it entertaining. And, you know, people are, oh, you know, it's making a hundred million dollars less than, than the movie that sucks. That means it's not good. It made a billion dollars. Shut up. And it's only been out for three weeks. You know, the thing to remember is that Solo actually was a disaster financially. And I still think that movie was great. So <laughs> we're neither here nor there. Also, I started watching The Mandalorian and, oh, man, do they just need to backup money to John Favreau to make more Star Wars things because wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun. The yeah. Mandalorian is awesome. It's like Star Wars by way of like the Hercules and Xena TV show. And and I love it. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me happy. Yeah. I don't know. Did you, did you ever get around to um to seeing Watchmen? Not as of yet. No, no. That's that's gonna be a project for this week because I'm caught up on uh, other TV stuff, so I'll start watching through uh, through the rest of Watchmen. No worries. So, so I mean, that's that's in my mind the, the the bulk of the things that I think have happened in the last three months that that I wanted to cover. But of course, you know, um, God, we've been doing this about an hour. I should get back to work. But yeah, as this often becomes the not see party for me, even though it's <laughs> January. Is, is there anything I've missed? It's January. There's nothing. Um, did you see Underwater? Yeah, yeah, I did. Should I check that out? 
That's you're not gonna miss anything by waiting to to you know a couple of months to TV for underwater. But, but, like, but like crawl is something I should see because crawl not, I can't. It's not crawl. I can't believe I slept on crawl was awesome. Yeah, crawl's awesome, but like it like uh yeah underwater's fine, but it's not like you know amazing. It's fine. It's just fine. Okay. Um, what else we got? I don't even know what else has come out for for crap's sakes. Um, nothing. Not really, not really anything. What's our uh, what? I mean, I, I'd like to try to get back to doing a couple of these a month, um, and, and for the fans as well, because people love this. Oh, you can get Chipman Brothers Tangent T-shirts, yes, you ladies did. and gentlemen, on Redbubble. Um, just like you can get Redbubble shirts from Bob for the big picture, you can get Chipman Brothers Tangent shirts, and um, yeah, so that's a cool thing. I can't wait to get one for myself. Um, but what's what? What is the next big thing? Oh, I I know one more thing we can talk about. Okay. Who in their right fucking mind is still putting Jared Leto in movies? <laughs> oh God! Did you, oh, so you saw the Morbius trailer? Well, no. Not only did I see the Morbius trailer, but before I saw the Morbius trailer, I watched the new Birds of Prey trailer, which so wonderfully goes. By the way, we're gonna fucking blow up that Joker, like off screen. Like that, that that's literally our trailer is Harley Quinn going, yeah, we broke up as she drives a truck with him on it into Acme chemicals, which I fuck or Ace chemicals or which I loved. But that movie looks so great because of its distancing from that man. What yeah. the fuck is going on with Morbius? Why does Morbius look somehow worse than Venom? <laughs> like and and the Morbius character for the quick shot they give us looks correct, but the rest of the movie is just watching Jared Leto run around and be Jared Leto. Yeah, it's uh, quite a it it, uh, it well what's what's the thing that I was that I had always been curious about how the, how they were going to handle a Morbius. Now, have you watched the trailer? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I watched it. For, for people who haven't watched the trailer yet, which I mean, it looks. Fine-ish for like one it of looks these. It, just it, like Venom and Blade. It looks yeah. like a movie that would have come out in 1997. Yeah, that's and it, it, it looks like an okay, you know, sort of like like it. If you if this had come like it, I still wouldn't have thought it looked good. But like it, if this was coming out in like 1990, not even 1999. If this was coming out in like 2002, and like this was like uh, you know a Morbius movie. And like he literally, he like walks down an alley, and there's a poster of Spider-Man on the wall. At one point, I would have been like, "Oh my God, wow! It's it's the they're gonna do it." And it's like now, it's like, "Oh God, they're gonna do it, aren't they?" Uh, and it's it's fine, you know. So the problem with doing like a Morbius movie is that like the for for those who are unfamiliar with this, I guess he's like a D-list Spider-Man villain, but. He was in the cartoon in the '90s, so I guess that puts him up to up to C, probably. He's uh, Morbius is a Spider-Man. He's called Morbius, the Living Vampire. The Living Vampire. The, Morbius, the Living Vampire, as opposed to all of those other. I'm not even sure what that fucking means because he's he he has all of this. He does all the stuff that a vampire does, but it's because he's done like science stuff to himself involving bat DNA. So he's so he's Spider-Man, but for bats. So he's literally Batman, but obviously he can't call himself that because 
Yeah, but he literally is just Spider-Man, but with all the powers of a bat. Yep. So the 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 issue that was always ever like, well, if they did Morbius, how are they going to do something you know like unique and different for this to make people avoid noticing? Hey, isn't it weird that this guy's just Batman, but really, really, really literal and stupid? And the answer is, now we're just not going to care. So it looks exactly like Batman Begins with all of the, the like the, the brown sepia tinted light and the bats swirling around him. And he's jumping around doing like Nightcrawler bam thing. And there's like, uh, you know, bats flying around. And it's, you literally just, they can't not have someone say, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, wow! This like he's kind of like Spider Man, but with bats. He's like some sort of bat. Like they're gonna have to have someone bring it up, right? Also, yeah. Also, also, also yeah. Morbi Morbius, Morbius totally vapes. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and okay. Michael Keaton's in the movie, by the way. That's that's the that's the stinger in the. Uh, we've gone from uh, ending ending credits uh, stingers to. Like, Sony is so invested in making sure that, that everyone knows that their cheapo, like, Marvel side movies are official Marvel movies, that they went and put what I assume has to be the, the ending credits scene in the trailer. Because Michael Keaton is in the last shot of the trailer. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to Morbius, like, hey, yeah, Morbius, how you doing? You want to come join the Sinister Six? Hey, ha, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what character are you yet? As of yet, undetermined. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's just the cameo us. I wonder if he wanted to ask him about Prodigium, Bob. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll try again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll be fine. I mean, lead out, lead out sucks, but, you know, whatever. If he's a pain in the ass to deal with, Morbius just kind of looks like a bat, so they could get someone else. Yeah, but it looks like they decided to not have Morbius in their movie. <laughs> that, no, that's it, what I'm getting from this trailer. Well, no, but I mean, he turns around and he has the bat face at the end, so I don't know. Which could be the last shot of the movie. Yeah, I know. It's whatever. You know, it look, it's a thing. I mean, at least, at least, um, what's his head? Tom Hardy's performance in Venom was him trying to have fun with it, even though I have no fucking idea what he was doing. But I, I, I've never gotten through a Jared Leto performance going, ah, you know, that was so much fun. <laughs> you know? Mm. Uh, he does, he does look like he wants to sell me something online, though. <laughs> Hey, have you heard about the, no, I don't know. Oh, but this other thing, you know, it's support. No, no, no. I don't want to hear about that either. Come check out my Twitch channels. And no, please stop, Jared. Please stop. <laughs> anyway. So, um, yeah, that, that's about everything that currently stands right now, Bob. Is there anything else that, uh, that we haven't covered? No, I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. I'll let you get back to your stuff, Bob. Thank you so much for, for giving me some time. No sweat. And, um, uh, thank you all for coming along with the tangent, and we'll talk to you very soon. Indeed. Bye. Yeah. See you, Chris.